0: Okay, everybody, cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the Mojito episode. Glad to be here. Mojito. Mojitos. Mojitos. So uh, this is Logan. I'm here with my great friends, Elisha Bagley, called
1: Bagley. (laughs) (coughs) Hello. Like Frodo Bagginsley's? Yes, Frodo Bagginsley, exactly. So Alicia, tell
0: us, and everybody listening at home, a little bit
1: about yourself. Uh, Well, I'm a drinks writer based in China. Um, Been doing that for a few years here. I like the mojito. And that's me. I'm the founder of a company here called Fizz. And yeah, let's go on. Kelvin? Very nice. We're also here with Kelvin. Tell us about you.
2: Uh, So I am the co-creator of a street food pop-up brand called uh, Street Kings. Street Kings? And what we do is... Pretty much exactly what I said just now. We do uh, <laughs> street food pop-ups. So we pop up at different restaurants, and we do different types of um, pop- sorry street food that isn't any cuisine focus. It's kind of like pan cuisine from anywhere in the world. And, yeah. How'd you come up with the name for that, for Street Kings? Uh, actually, this guy, Logan Brouse, came up with it.
0: He has an R in the name too, Logan R. Browse. Oh. So I'm
1: Logan Browse, guys. I make dad jokes uh, and I make my friends drunk. And today we're going to talk about Mojito history. The other interesting thing about Logan is he is headline cutter here at Taco Licious, which is where we're uh, podcasting from. Yeah, we're recording so, this in a Taco Drunk. Yeah, so he's um, an absolute professional when it comes to. Limes being in drinks, which is a perfect segue into a like mojito. It. Yeah. I you know
0: mean, we are persnickety about our debauchery. Yeah. That's what we go for. It.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: for the people at home, we are drinking mojitos right now. Uh, I think everybody kind of has a conception about what a mojito is. And there's some misconceptions. So we want to get the record as straight as possible. Now, here's where it gets to be interesting, why Alicia's uh, guidance on this is going to be so cool. Mojito has a very fuzzy history, just like any cocktail. Absolutely. Uh, I think we all agree on that. Like, There's no true definition unless it's somebody's like, I made this. Like the Ramos Gin Fizz. There's a documented history on that. But like a mojito, it's a little bit more open-ended. Uh, we could start with talking about, obviously, the country origin is Cuba. That's a lot of the reason why we get this uh, crushed ice.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: generally for our mojitos, the mojito I like to make... It's always going to be about 45 ml of white rum. Uh, Bacardi made the Mojito famous. I prefer Havana Club, but that's just my taste. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fresh mint, uh, fresh lime juice, fresh lime juice to taste. If you're in Asia, the limes are a little bit more sour than your American counterparts. So something to keep in mind. I go about 25 ml of lime juice, but it is to taste. Uh, You have to do fresh uh, uh, simple syrup. Uh, so fresh-made simple syrup is equal parts sugar and water heated up to syrup. Uh, and you can mess around with those recipes as well. And then it's uh, muddled together, topped with soda water. And what I like to do is add a little Campari to balance the sweetness, mm. make it a little bit more refreshing and give it a nice pink twist. Uh, then you top it with a sprig of mint. You have crushed ice and uh, straws, paper straws, because so we love turtles.
1: Yes, that's true. Uh,
0: mojitos, definitely a straw cocktail versus a drinking from the glass cocktail, just because you don't want to get all that mint in your teeth. Yeah. There are there are cocktails that you need to drink from a glass, like a Moscow Mule or anything like uh, in a metal cup that's designed to be cold like
1: that. Yes. Mojito is a strong cocktail. To think of the Mojito as kind of this pirate cocktail. Uh, the story is, well, one of, one of the origin stories is that it kind of came about in the, around the 1580s from, yeah, from a pirate named... <clears throat> Drake, but it wouldn't have been in its original form, right? Of course, like there's no soda water at that time. There's no there's no crushed ice, you know. But this original pirate it's like drink, Poppy, Drake himself, the owl, <laughs> yes, he and came in from Toronto. He did, yeah, in six, yeah, straight out of 1580s. And the so this original drink would have just been, you know, rime, uh, rime, rum, lime juice, uh, <laughs> sugar. Um, and mint, you know, um, and that kind of evolved over time. And it's a little bit fuzzy where it, where it went from there, you know. Um, but that was kind of what people assumed to be, you know, the original mojito. I was saying to Logan
2: earlier before we started the podcast, um, and I think you watched something about this as yeah. well. I've doing research. Um, apparently, there was something about uh, the locals, like the native uh, Cubans, I guess. Uh, who had a, like, almost like a medicinal drink Mm -hmm. that had, uh, boiled Mm sugarcane, uh, sugarcane juice, I guess, um, and lime and, uh, what else was there? Mint. Mint. And, uh, they offered that to, uh, Drake, Drake from the yeah. Uh, And that's where he got the base of the cocktail, and then he
1: added rum to it. Interesting, yeah. I mean, there is a lot to be said and assumed that this kind of could have come from sugarcane plantation workers as a a drink that, you know, they went to. All of the ingredients would have been quite native um, and it would have been an easy thing to make. There's also a question of whether originally that would have been made with cachaça. And, yeah, it was Rung Agricola at first, I, mm-hmm. from what I understand.
0: But let's just clarify, too, the Drake that we're all talking about is not from the Six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sir Francis Drake, and he was a famous British explorer. Uh, pirate, if you weren't British. Uh, he could have been like a Billy Ellish bad guy. See, dad joke here. I'm not even a father yet. Eilish? 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 Uh, <laughs> So yes, there's pronunciation
1: bad. is up for grabs here, yeah. Helen. Yeah.
0: Drake. Okay. So yeah, so there's something to it. Like what I, the story I heard too was that something happened to Drake, uh, and him and his crew were in Cuba and they were given this medi- medicine, medicinal mix of lime juice, mint, and sugar. And it's not, uh, it's like a not a demura, but there's a different word for it that I'm mispronouncing, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. Because bagels will get me. Not
1: Demerara. That's not Demerara. No, it's not (laughs) (laughs) that.
0: It's it's, it's a Spanish word. It just basically means uh, simple syrup. Oh. mm.
1: Um,
0: And basically, anyway, they gave it to him. The the healing factor was, of course, the lime juice, because people those days had scurvy. Mm. And it's one of those things that worked well enough that it became more popular. The rum edition and the the soda were obviously later. Um, Just like anything, you know, like tobacco was healthy for you. When you were back in the day, yes. people would smoke it. Yeah, it it's still used on a lot of medicinal things, like Native American rituals. Goes very well with the mojito. Goes well with mojito, but you know, we know you know it took time for it to be used recreationally versus ceremonially. Yeah, and somebody did that with mojito. They took some of the common parts that were common for their area in Cuba. From I think we all looked at our research. It looks like Cuba is the main identifier of the mojito. Yes. You know? For sure. And, yeah. and then even the name, too. Like, if you look at the name mojito, people say, is it like short for mojado, which means wet in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Like, you see a lot of signs in the US that say, uh, cautious, uh, Cuidado, piso mojado, like caution wet floor. So, is it short for that, mojado? Mm-hmm. Or is it mojo? Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a lot of words that we, we're trying to figure out what a mojito is. Yeah. Ido also means little. Mm-hmm. So, yes. if anything is a, something Ito, like it's going to be a little, like taquito, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, but I mean linguistically I don't
1: think there's a definitive term there doesn't seem to be No, no. There, there's definitely no shared opinion on where the, the name like, like, yeah no, no I mean there's no one definitive answer right it's like gotcha. Logan just said that you know it, it's debatable right. what the name could mean but I think as it's understood now it's just a standalone name like it is a mojito no translation required Yeah. Now, where are we at
0: with mojitos? Like, if you're at a bar, do you order mojitos or don't order
1: mojitos? So this is something that's funny to me because, you know, of course there are some snobby bartenders out there, right? We all know them. Um, And I think that there's definitely some places you would go where the bartender might frown upon you for ordering a mojito, right? And I remember reading someone talking about this once. I can't remember who it was. But, you know, the thing is, When a mojito's properly made, it's a great drink. You know, it's refreshing, it's cold, it's tart, it's sweet, and it's balanced. And a great mojito is a great mojito, right? And so I think there's really, there's no reason for someone to turn their nose up at you for ordering a mojito. And... Perhaps what they should be focusing on instead is making it well, right? Yeah. And that's the—I think that's the thing—is maybe why it's gotten a bit of a bad rap because we've all had a mojito where you order a mojito and it comes with Sprite, right? Or it comes and it's basically lime juice. Or there's such an overwhelming amount of mint that you know that's that's yeah. all you're tasting. And it is—I I personally think that a good mojito is really it's a delicate balance to achieve, you know, a little bit too much of one thing and it kind of ruins the whole drink from, at least for my palate. Um, I don't want something overly sugary. I don't want something overly sour. I just want it perfect. And, um, what I think is, is quite cool over the past year, at least in China is that there's been a bit of a, it's just kind of the Mojito's heyday because there's been a return to, to caring about this drink um, where I think that recent years, it's kind of people have not really put any attention towards making it well. And then um, our friend Jay Cho came out with this song Mojito in summer of 2020. And he comes out with kind of these, these funny songs pretty often. And after a trip to Cuba, uh, which I believe was the same year, 2020, he came out with this song Mojito, which was like an instant massive success. It really, it, it took over the charts in China. And suddenly people were really interested in drinking mojitos. So you find, you know, you found people going to bars all over China and asking for mojitos. Whereas previously, you know, even the, the nicer, kind of the higher end cocktail bars and things like that, they weren't focusing on this drink. And suddenly bartenders were, I think, really forced to put some love and attention into their mojitos, you know? Because everyone, everyone was asking for this drink. And, you know, people started having events surrounding the mojito and they started having mojito specials. It was all over social media. It it really took over. And I think that's still lingering, you know, um, now in 2021.
0: And I think that's such a great point, too. Like, the cultural impact of this song did bring it up to a level in China where we didn't see before. Yes. Uh, like mojitos went through the roof exponentially, yes, and that was super cool. I mean, it sucks to make a lot of mojitos, but you get, <laughs> you get down to it, and you know how to do it. But, like, if I was making 100 mojitos in like 20 minutes, I would not be happy with you, bud. <laughs> but I still do it because I'm happy to be
1: working, yeah. Right. And the, the thing is, like, even the kind of the rum brands that have a solid presence here in China. You know, brands such as Havana Club, uh, Bacardi, they also started putting kind of more attention and focus into their marketing and marketing their rums as, you know, the rum for a mojito. Um, And started, they kind of, you know, people started coming out with stickers and gifts to use on WeChat, which is a popular social... uh, I don't know. How do you call it? What? Social, social media, media, media platform? Social platform? Yeah, it's a platform. Yeah, um, basically your whole life in China revolves around How you say the GIF word? Uh, uh, GIF? I would say GIF? I would say GIF. I would say GIF. I say GIF, I say, I say GIF as well, but some people, people say some GIF. Some people say GIF.
0: But apparently the yeah. owner
1: says it pronounced like GIF, like Jiffy Pop. Well. I almost feel like he's doing that to fuck with the majority. Maybe. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to call it. GIF. I call them GIFs, I'm, but I mean. You just said you call it GIF call oh, it whatever I want. So <laughs> you go back and forth. Depends on how many mojitos I've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were lots of Jay cho dancing mojito kind of, you know, Gifts. GIF GIFs going around, um, and people, you know, different, I don't know, labels and just ads and flyers, all these things about Jay right. cho and the mojito. Um, it, it really blew up. It was a bit of a strange cultural you also started seeing a lot of
0: mojito syrups coming out. Yes. Which was disgusting. Guys, at yeah. don't use mojito syrup. No. Make your own mojito. It's not very difficult. Absolutely. Uh, as we said in the links below, we'll have a description of how to make the mojito. I can make a mojito for you.
1: Actually, Actually at this point, you whip. should
2: pause the podcast, go make one, and drink
0: it while you're listening to this. And come back to us here. And come yeah. back. And then, that's us say for the next pod, if you guys leave some good comments... We could have shots with you during the podcast. So it would be interactive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would we'll be We'll figure crazy. out how to
0: do that. We should absolutely make that happen. We could, we, we could do that. We could live stream a podcast in a taco truck to you, the listeners out there.
1: Well, so another cool thing, guys, about Jade Cho and the Mojito is that... Uh, <laughs>
0: Freedom just back.
1: just getting on back well. He's a
0: longtime listener, and respect to
1: Cho, yeah, you know, Cho Nation. We, we got to take care of our One own. nation under
0: Cho. That's what we
1: say. We got to take care of our own.
0: I, I loved him in first with Seth Rogen. It's the first time I ever saw him. He did the Seth Rogen movie, uh, The Green Hornet. Oh, he was fantastic. He played Bruce Lee. Oh, uh, he did I didn't the know song. that. Yeah, he did the song for the North Korean movie that uh, The Interview. Oh. He did that cowboy song. Da, 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 da. Yes, popular KTV yep. tune here. Did, he yeah. did that song. Uh, also, he directed me in a Toyota commercial. So I have a deeply profound respect for Jay Cho. Like, I was in a Toyota commercial. Is that a real story? Yeah, of course it's a real Is story. Is this something... Stop it. We can, can you send us a link to this? Yeah, I can find a link. I can send it. It'll be Guys, it'll be in the sh- descriptions below. Will it be as good as your infomercial? No, my infomercial is better, but that's for a different time and a different place. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
1: Wow, so J. Cho really is your old friend.
0: Oh, he's my Lai Pang Yo. We say. Mm, well, we, we we play mahjong on the reg. Do you mean Lao Pang Yo? No, I don't mean that. I'm from the north, where we say differently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this farmer accent here, but um,
2: yeah. But going back to it comes this, from
0: Hong Kong guys, so his Chinese is just all over the place. It,
2: it really is. But we'll save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to this whole like resurgence of mojitos, um, we were talking mainly about how mojitos have kind of resurfaced recently in China. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious because you mentioned that the mojito came about 1580. You said so. Well, ago.
1: that that would have been when the first Sir Drake stuff. was yeah. around, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: But this drink has been around for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. And we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Um, we were talking about uh, the cosmo- cosmopolitan yeah. and how Sex in the City kind of yeah. launched it. Um, so I was wondering if, the, you know, outside of China, this whole Jei Cho movement, if there's anything, like, in the West or just globally that had helped uh, Mojito resurface in the past or, like really launch it uh, from... Like, how did it get so famous from a pirate? Yeah.
0: Well... Yeah, no, it, it's a, that's a very good question. The, the thing being, like, it's in the, everybody's classic bartender repertoire is making a mojito. Yeah. But I think you've asked a great question, Kelvin. How do we get to the point where we're drinking mojitos in Shanghai? Right. And everybody
1: is not disturbed by seeing what a mojito is. Yeah. Well, so, my, uh, my take and understanding would be uh, that... American prohibition had a really big role in kind of the Mojitos popularization, you know, so when, it, of course, like a lot of famous people, Frank Sinatra, Ernest Hemingway, you know, when, during prohibition, they would have hopped on over to Cuba to have some drinks and plant down there. Everybody, Cuba. Huh, sorry, <laughs> yes, Cuba. yes, and um, of course, Ernest Hemingway is kind of the world's most famous literary drunk, you might say, um, right. and you know, he took up residence in Cuba, and of course, his his favorite drink was the daiquiri, right? But that's not to say he wasn't also drinking mojitos. And so this would have been a, a time where a lot of Americans discovered the mojito, and not to say that the U.S. is you know, in charge of popularizing cocktails, but of course, mojito is a very popular cocktail in in the U.S. and American bar culture, right? Right. Um, and so after Prohibition, people brought this over—I mean, Cubans brought this over to Florida, you know? Yeah. And and this is kind of—I mean, in F- Florida is definitely— And Calvin has a lot of experience in Florida. He went college there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Would you call it a home base of the Mojito in the U.S.? Uh, so, <laughs> actually, it's,
2: it's funny you mention that. So I actually lived in Tampa, and out there— not really that present Mm. but uh as you go further as you go further south in uh florida like for example miami Mm -hmm. uh or the keys even Mm -hmm. uh you get more and more cubans Mm -hmm. and there it is way more common to see it also they just have way more beaches right yeah Mm -hmm. so everyone's drinking mojitos on the beach Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but as you go further up north um just less and less prevalent, but it is mm-hmm. definitely, you see a tie with the
0: Cuban population yeah. there, for sure. Yeah. I think I want to touch on something you said that was very smart, and I don't want to be like, so I'm trying to pick up on something that Alicia brought up. Um, during Prohibition, we lost a lot of great American bar culture, right? And these guys went everywhere. That's why you have the American boy bar at the Savoy in London. Mm-hmm. You have this cocktail resurgence in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So I think without stepping on too many toes, bar culture is, an, is a side effect of American culture. Mm-hmm. I'll put it like that. Like the way like bartenders now dress like, like uh, magicians that ha- can't work at a magic show anymore. <laughs> 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 like with their stupid gold things on their, on their arms yeah. and, the, and the beards and mustaches and the fluff and the dandruff or whatever they look like they're un- like everybody wants to be jerry thomas jerry thomas is the godfather of bartending you yes. know we all we all get that yeah Dells de groff is nothing without jerry thomas if jerry thomas wrote the first cocktail books he would be blinged out in all diamonds super cool guy he worked at uh he worked in new york city where he got picked up the people knew him that's when he started doing everything he did the blue blazer, which is super famous for. Mm-hmm. But this is all stuff that translated to the rest of the world. And that's why you see bartenders when you go around places with a stupid apron and the, <laughs> It's just everything that looks dumb. The mustache. The mustache. The boring techniques. Like, it's just, like, outdated stuff that they want to keep to a classic. And it's classics that were started, like, 1860s, 1870s America, and then moved on. And the prohibition started in the 20s. Mm-hmm. These guys all got kicked out. They go to Cuba. You make a mojito. Yeah. Meet some hot Cuban girls. All of a sudden, you got Cubanos, mojitos, yeah, and good
1: beaches. Not that the Americans made them. Not mojito. Cubanos no. or mojitos. Yeah, <laughs> they ju- they went to they went to Cuba to drink. It the seems mojitos, like the right? American thing to add soda water to it. That does seem pretty American. It seems
0: as American as it gets. Yeah. How do we make something foreign American? Let's add soda water. Yeah. Uh, about
1: right. Let's take your normal thing that you guys do all the time and Americanize it. Mojitos, but actually uh, I, I think that it was still the Cubans who added the soda water from the timeline that I have in front of me which uh, we will also share in in the comments um, it's it, it was around the 1890s when ice and soda kind of became essential um, right. and that's not a fact that's not a fact that I just knew off the top of my head I just had to um, I I think that it was around the 1890s that the that Cubans actually made ice and soda water kind of essential to the drink. And that's not a fact that I just know off the top of my head. I'm looking at a timeline that was created uh, by Drink Magazine Asia um, some years ago. Uh, we can share that link in the comments as well. Um, and, you know, that's kind of when the technology, refrigeration, right, um, right. and carbonation, like, it became readily available and that's also I think around the same time that the name Mojito appeared
0: Now, there's a, actually I, I like how you I, I love history of stuff like this because like there's a guy named William H. Baker who made a book of recipes and stories called Jigger, Beaker, and Glass mm-hmm. and he traveled around the world and he came to Shanghai and he said Shanghai was the number one Bacardi city he'd ever been in really? And they were wow. just, this is like turn of the century, right before the Japanese occupation Mm. He was here, uh, right, like, I guess there was Imperial Ships, mm. and he was in, like, the last things on the Bund. And he was, there. he's like, everybody drunk Cardi there. Mm. So, like, the Mojito and that culture was already here. Wow. And we super interesting. It's super, it's very interesting how cocktails tie to history and how history ties into cocktails. And that's kind of why we're having these conversations. You know, we want to
1: know more about ourselves than drinking, you know? So... How how what do you guys know about like the first mojito recipe ever published?
0: i um, sure I'm going to go on a guess. Say there's probably roses lime.
1: Oh. <laughs> I feel like that would have come around like in the eighties. No, I don't know. People liked weird shit back then. Eighties and nineties is like the the pinnacle of roses lime. Yeah, well, it was all that syrup so, yeah. stuff, but yeah, people weren't used to. F- I
0: mean. When uh, Tiki cocktails came in, they revolutionized everything, mm-hmm. like Trader Vic's and everything. Mm-hmm. People didn't understand fresh ingredients. Yeah, that's true. Coconut milk? What? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> not American.
1: Yeah, that's not American.
0: But, like, I'd imagine the first commercial, are we saying, like, commercial bartenders, or are we saying,
1: like, just people in... First recognizable modern mojito recipe. Oh, that's gonna... Can be you cute. guess the date? 1867.
0: September Ooh. it was a cold later
1: day? later which 1875. book 1875 first recorded history of it the first recognizable modern mojito
0: recipe so guys if you're not seeing this because you're not because it's a podcast Alicia with an E has a Minority Report screen in front of her. I do. She's got her VR goggles on. Yeah. And it's actually kind of weird because no one's told her she doesn't have pants on. I know. But she has been... I just, uh, I just realized it.
1: ...wheeling
0: <laughs> really dealing and telling us facts Minority <laughs> Report style. Yeah. <laughs> Kelvin has been taking nonstop photos, so this is getting to be a weird podcast. It is a weird podcast. We're, but, we are not we're share here the photos. That's what we're here for. Those photos will not be in the description below. Yeah. Uh, but so we're saying the first recorded First mojito recipe modern mojito recipe uh, and also for you guys at home we don't have pants on either that's Kelvin and myself it's, uh, it's pants
2: free podcast I actually never do this podcast with pants on I don't know what Logan's doing
0: Yeah, well Jay Cho beat me in a game of mahjong so that's what happened to me, me. gotcha mm. just yep. and that. and 20. took your that's, pants he did take my well you know he's got a thing for uh, creamy 40 year old thighs <laughs>
1: The, the translation didn't work out quite well. So <laughs> I have more to say about J. Cho, but okay, so back to the recipe. Where did it come from and when? Calvin? Any guesses? Uh, I was thinking you said later, 1870. Ooh, later, guys. 1880? After Prohibition. Oh, well, 19... towards, a, towards no, no, not, not the end of Prohibition. Oh. Would Johnny Depp have played the author? In it of a movie? bit. No. Wait, so oh, during I, What movie
0: are you talking about? Oh, the only Johnny Depp movie after Prohibition. Uh, (laughs) Dillinger. I don't know that movie. You never saw Dillinger? No. John Dillinger? No. Johnny Depp played him fantastically? No. I'm John Dillinger. I'm here to rob the bank's money, not yours.
1: No. Haven't seen that.
0: Really? Guys at home, you can make fun of my colleagues or make fun of me. But how did you guys not see Dillinger? This movie just doesn't exist. It's It's not a Mandela (laughs) effect, it's not Mandela. It's not Shazam.
1: Dylan we can look it up later. But anyway, how about you guys heard of Sloppy Joe's Bar in Havana?
0: Yes. They Oh, so La Bodeguita del is famous in Cuba because they have a frame thing from Ernest Hemingway. Yes. Saying I only drink my mojitos at El Remember I was telling yeah, you. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. fake.
1: Yes. Well, I that sounds that sounds reasonable. Because so this is the restaurant that they they always say that they like I invented the mojito. Invented yes. The mojito. Right. yes, which um I Think is obviously not true. That restaurant did not make it, um, but yeah, this is the restaurant they always say they invented the mojito, and that Ernest Hemingway drank mojitos at La Bodeguita del Medio, and yeah, I drink my Haven. mojitos at El Boldeguito, <laughs> <laughs> Bodeguita
0: and I drink my daiquiris at La Floridita. yeah, or something like that. Something That's like, like the big, that. Like, then he signed up. they yeah. he signed on the wall.
1: Yeah,
0: Kelvin shaking his head in <laughs> bitter disappointment. <laughs>
1: He's, he's heavenly. His soul is <laughs> on the floor, dragged out the street. In yeah. So, um, back to that first, first recipe, first modern recipe. I don't really know what that means. If it was published, it, it, they said that it was in like you know, it's in a, a recipe booklet from uh, Sloppy Joes. But it did, as you said, it, Logan, talking about Bacardi. The recipe called for Bacardi yeah, Rome. It calls for Bacardi, Yeah, yeah, um, which is yeah, pretty pretty interesting. I guess that. I would still kind of see Bacardi aligned with yeah. I mean the Mojito, right? Uh famously now in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. correct? Were they based able, in Port? Yeah, they do. They moved. They had to move. There was a government like uh, seizure in Cuba.
0: I think that's where the family moved Bacardi to Puerto Rico. Okay, I'm more than happy to be. If I'm
1: wrong, I'm wrong. Come at me, bro. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it's it's definitely produced on. Like, I mean, yeah. You, yeah, it's US territory yeah, it's right? because can you can you get um you know i never drank Havana Club actually until I went in Shanghai yeah I've never had it since. Shanghai yeah which is too bad it's a, lov- it's, it's a lovely it's, rum it's a really very, very good rum yeah, yeah. definitely my go to all the time the three yeah. year white rum um and like I but I think that any you know so we're talking about Havana Club and Bacardi because I think they're quite present in um mm-hmm in here in Shanghai but would you, would you say i think that it's probably like the duty of any white rum brand to have their own mojito recipe yeah I, I i would agree with that yeah are there any other are there any other brands that you feel like you would even associate with the mojito i'm trying to think of other like no. what would i grab for from the from the captain
0: from morgan. the shelf yeah captain morgan <laughs> and that's so vanilla notes in the captain morgan Now, what I think that makes it interesting, especially in regards to where we live in beautiful, sunny Shanghai, is uh, cane sugar. Mm. It's very popular. Like, five years ago, six years ago, every street would have people just grinding
1: down cane sugar. Mm -hmm. You have, like, pure cane sugar uh, juice. Great. And when it's seasonal, you can get the sugar cane also off the street from the fruit vendor and they'll peel it there for you and yeah. have you ever just chewed on a piece oh, of sugar yeah. cane? Oh, it's amazing. It's great, it's right? Oh, and then you just spit out the chunks on the street. Yeah, during the summer, <laughs> that's the best thing ever. It's great, yeah. You freeze it, give it to you. So and I
0: think one of the things that we should start doing for our Mojitos, know, and this is around the world, guys, start adding a piece of sugar cane as a nice garnish. Hmm. What has mint done for you lately?
1: What has mint done for you? I mean, you? sugar cane, they're, they're terrible people. So let's give the sugar cane people a leg up. Let's give them some love. The first time I ever had, I actually have this, like, really clear memory when, uh, I, as you guys know, when I was a child, I lived in Singapore, and so when I was eight years old and I first moved there, um, I went out to the hawker stalls for the first time with the local family, and we had, um, like, a candied sweet potato kind of dish, you know, with the, like, sugar glaze yeah, yeah. and... Uh, a sugar cane juice and we got it fresh from the oh they grind it, right? yeah they grind oh, it and so serve it on ice and it was so, so delicious and I was like oh my god I'm just drinking pure sugar oh it's and the best is, it's delicious this is amazing you know one
0: of those things and maybe up in Singapore you saw this I know I saw it a long time ago in China where in the summertime especially you go around the street corners and we'd have like somebody would like, slice you fresh noodles mm. and they're like
1: the cold noodles and it was just like heaven on earth it was like yes. the best thing like a piece of watermelon on a
0: stick and mm-hmm. then like they would slice you up some fresh like round noodles. Mm-hmm.
1: Round noodles. It wouldn't
0: be like noodle like long Lao main mm-hmm. but it would be like the circle noodles and then mm-hmm. it was like chopped up and like you'd get it and it was like, anywhere there was a hawker. It was like that. It was like so good. Mm-hmm. And it was the same people that would do the lemon juice, oh sorry, the sugar cake and they would also do, later on they would do pomegranate.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Pomegranate
0: is, a, yeah, popular street juice here. For yeah, sure. speaking with like that kind of stuff, what are your favorite interpretations of mojitos? Like, we know the classic. As I said, I'd like to do mine with Capari. Mm-hmm. But pomegranate mojitos is not a bad way to go either.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I've had a pomegranate mojito. I,
0: already, I think you have to... Treat them
2: quite traditionally. Like.
1: I prefer... I, I. You know, I prefer the the classic, but um, I've definitely had a solid strawberry mojito. I'll like fuck with some blueberry oh, yeah. mojitos, too. Ooh, yeah. That sounds delicious. Also, also like. passion fruit. I can go for passion, passion fruit. Yeah. fruit. You need something uh, acidic, yeah. like, playful. As yeah. Passion fruit works out. Yeah. And the thing with that, I feel like a strawberry mojito is quite popular, but the thing I don't like about it um, is if people are going to do it, I would like them to do a fresh strawberry syrup. You know how I feel about homemade syrups. Um Logan and, and Alicia, who's never worked in a mainstream bar <laughs> or a high
0: volume bar in her life, <laughs> like everything's made of strips. It's true, where you can only serve five <laughs> people at a time and run out <laughs> of your brothers.
1: I just love a homemade syrup. Okay, much respect to Monin, creators of pandan syrup. Did you know that? Oh, young created pandan syrup for. Monin. Explain to the viewers at home who Oyang is. Uh, Oyang uh, is um, one of the, I think, Chinese fathers of bartending uh, here. He's been in the in the mainstream as a bartender for, I'd say, more than twenty years now. Um, and really, you know, cocktail culture is still quite young here in China. And he was really one of the first people doing it. And he was a brand investor for Monin and helped develop some of their. You know regional flavors and pandan. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, is as he described, kind of the vanilla of Southeast Asia. You know, um, it comes from the pandan leaf. The flavor, um, it's very wonderful. A little bit grassy, a little bit nutty, a little bit coconutty, um, and it's wonderful. But yeah, he created pandan syrup for is there, Monin. Is yeah. there
0: anything the viewers, like, are the listeners not here in China or in Asia in particular? would know from pandan
1: is there any like pandan leaf like what what dish would you say it was like a classic pandan cake yeah i'd say if you've seen kind of a green sponge, sponge cake, cake. Yeah. basically um that's that's a really popular in in singapore and southeast asia really popular thing yeah I, I don't think that flies in like mississippi like is there no. anything else like, no, like no, in thai food no, no, not really. It's 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 normally reserved for sweet things. Okay. They do make you know pandan They're leaf wrap chicken and stuff, yeah. but yeah, it, it's quite typically a Southeast Asian dessert. Do you think a pandan leaf mojito would be good? Um, be too sweet. I what? don't know about the 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 pandan and the lime. I think would be need a very special balance, um, because it, it is really sweet, and it's, the thing is, uh, it's such a hard flavor to describe. I think you're doing a great job describing it, for real. I mean, it is, it is really, it tastes like leaves, but it's yeah. a wonderful leaf, and it, it's just got this smooth, creamy flavor creamy, like, to it. Coconut like coconutty, Yeah, but not, it, not as sweet <clears throat> as coconut, it, it is, uh, it's definitely, I would say, one of my top Five flavors that I like in a cocktail almost. So you're, you're Team but Pandan. I am Team Pandan, like for sure. If, hashtag. If, yeah, hashtag Team Pandan. If there is a drink with Pandan on the menu, I will. So after I order Ramadan, it. would you have Pandan? Uh, after Ramadan, I guess, maybe. That would be a nice segue back into eating normally, drinking normally. Thanks. But I, after, <laughs> after Ramadan, I guess I wouldn't really be drinking if I were. Oh, Someone same. who celebrated yeah. Ramadan, yeah. Um, but why were we talking about pandan flavored mojitos? So nice. I don't want a flavor. I-, I don't want a pandan mojito, really. No, I mean because mojito does like obviously coconut. I think coconut milk mojitos mm, is that a thing? It could be, but wouldn't the lime coconut. juice curdle the coconut milk? No, no, no. As long as you have no? the coconut milk, yeah. Mm. You put the really? lime in the coconut and you shake it all up. Call that's, the doctor. That's true. Oh, right. Obviously, pina colada, lime juice. Yeah. Um, hmm, I don't know. That really changes the body of the mojito for me, where I like it as kind of light. And I and when you add coconut... Not that... I mean, I love coconut milk, especially being vegetarian, eating mostly, uh, mostly vegan. There's a lot of coconut milk in my diet. Um, but the mojito, I really want something light and refreshing. And coconut milk... Drinks are, are a one-off for me. Like, I'll have yeah. one pina colada, but I think that you can crush five mojitos yeah. if they're made properly, you know?
0: No, I, I agree with you. Coconut milk is heavy, yeah. but there's some things that play well in a whole uh, flavor atmosphere. Yeah. Right? Like you. Like I said, I'll fuck with blueberries all day. Yeah. Like, uh, what are the other ones called? The uh,
1: acai berries? Oh, yeah. That's tight mojito oh berries this is what we were talking about strawberries leading (laughs) leading to freshly made syrup so logan got it back yeah (laughs) (laughs) um whatever i feel about syrup yeah um the thing i don't like about strawberry mojitos is that the chunks of the strawberries get stuck in the straw um and i am just not I, i do not ever like sucking up a chunk of something in a straw which is <laughs> which is of course you know one of the yeah. you know a problem with metal straws right it so gets stuck that's in that's there a perfect segue
0: to what I wanted to ask you what yeah. is your feelings about metal straws mm. nobody's using plastic anymore and I think that's a very good thing for the environment yeah uh, cause fuck trees yeah that's what I say about paper straws yeah, fuck trees I look true. at a tree I say fuck you tree you're gonna yeah. be really a straw i uh, you want to you throw you away <laughs> team turtle yeah. I um I hate dolphins, but I love me some turtles. Yeah, I. I that's Kelvin's tattoo. It's actually on his lower back. It is. That's all he talks about. <laughs> uh, I love
1: turtles and dolphins. My name is Logan Brash. Hashtag save the world. Yeah, uh, good I. Save. I good am. Save, good save. <laughs> I'm like vocally very anti plastic straw, and still horrified when I receive one. Um, but uh, obviously that's a very small part of plastic pollution. But I think that it's a it helps. It's it. a good place to start, um, and for pe- to raise awareness, right? Um, but the paper straws I also really hate because they it's get soggy. quite soggy really quickly, they get right? Very soggy, and also when you buy them in Shanghai, mm-hmm. they're wrapped in plastic. Okay, yeah. perfect. Individually, yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. So, um Individu- Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, seriously, yes. individually? Yes. Sir. Oh my God. Okay, that's totally awful. So I, I you know, I'm okay with the metal me straw. I'm okay with the metal straw because, but the thing—the thing I have to say—is I'm okay. I like the metal straw if it's in a place that has good hygiene standards. Because if you're not properly cleaning those straws with the little Ugh. pipe cleaner, that's when you suck up a piece of someone else's old strawberry mojito. That's and, very true. You know, and you just have to clean it properly. And I, and I, you know, I do understand. For a lot of places, especially high volume, as you were yeah. just talking about with the, um, you know, sometimes pro-bottle syrup method, <laughs> um, you know, to, to be cleaning these metal straws one after another properly. Um, and, you know, watching someone put a pipe cleaner in every, you know, hundreds of metal yeah. straws. I mean, I don't know. And, what would you think of a
0: new initiative I just made up uh, where you get like five Airbnb off a drink
1: if you brought your own straw? Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm like it's a metal straw, of course, not a paper straw, because you'd be just weirdo with like a yeah the straw. Yeah, you have to bring your own
0: straw. So I have a bag of straws, <laughs> <Hey> guys. <laughs> that's that's
1: okay. I mean, it's I'm party tonight. I, I'm someone who like believes that that the consumer has the same. The consumer is it's their responsibility to show the bar that they don't want the straw, and it's also the bar's responsibility to change consumer habits, right? Yeah. Um, So I'm always someone who says, no straw. Like, there are certain bars that I go to that I know that they're going to give me one or two straws. And I always say, you know, no straw, no straw. When someone starts to put it down at a coffee shop, like, I I say, no, I don't need it, right? Um, But bringing your own straw, like, that's a, you know, it's a good idea. Just like bringing your own bag to the grocery store. Yes. Obviously, somebody had to start that. Yeah. Right. And then now you get like whatever
0: it is. There, there is a discount yeah. on groceries. Yeah. Well, like your, your own coffee mug to yeah. a coffee place. It, it is a thing. Like, and I think this is a, like it really works with mojito because I feel like big brands did this push, and all this bartenders and restaurants and interpreters.
1: Yeah. We decided okay, we're not doing plastic classics. Yeah. Not happening anymore. Bacardi right. actually back to the mojito. Bacardi did big a big no straws. Yeah. The future doesn't suck. Thing. You can't take your straws out of your mojito now, Calvin. Call yourself. <laughs> it's really hard to drink a mojito without a straw. Yeah, there there a are straw be honest,
2: there you were asking practice. about the whole straw thing, like, whether I like metal straw. Overall, I just don't actually like straws.
1: Right, but what if you're drinking a julep or something like yeah, this, you know, crushed ice drinks? Yeah. T- like, many tiki drinks. Many tiki drinks, daiquiris, yeah. yeah.
0: like, like, thicker drinks, like a frozen margarita. Right. That's a straw-ability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It is tough. Like, you don't have to have a straw man in the argument, but there are straw abilities and there are are weak, you know? Yes,
1: yeah. Yeah. But I'd be cool, you know, um, like, around four years ago, I went to Bali for a wedding and like, almost all of the restaurants and coffee shops, they sold um, glass straws that came in like, a recycled fabric sleeve, you know, so for you to take away, all of the restaurants use glass straws and lots of places sold them. And so, like, you could buy them there and so you could carry it around because it had this protective cool. yeah. sleeve. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I, the thing is, I'm sure they break a lot, right? I mean, yeah. they were pretty sturdy, but, and they were also beautiful because they made them from recycled glass so they had, you know, the dark blue wow. ones and green and brown yeah. and, you know, clear. Um, but that was so cool. And and I wish that more places would do that and, um, you know, sell kind of that's, kits that's or something a like that. That's very cool... It is. It's great, and the things you can you can you know brand the fabric. You can work with local yeah, local whatever. markets to take the scraps, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to exactly. make the sleeve for it. Like there are there are options, I think, and so that's why when I go to a place and they're still using plastic, I'm like it's just fucking lazy at this point. Like just right. do yeah. something else. And it's also, just so you
0: don't want to be the one nerd
1: that brings your own straw to everything. I would be fine with bringing my own straw. Oh yeah, somebody you put was, a label on it.
0: Yeah, talk a
1: shit, straws. Yeah. If you sold delicious straws here, I would absolutely oh, buy it. There you go, sit man, sit, sit man. man. Yeah, so much you can do with
0: that. I'm very good at naming things. I, I would money. buy it. But see, Chinese culture is so much fun. We look at a lot of different parts of it. Like for the drinking culture, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Like I think we have a lot to unpack if we do a baijiu
1: episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chinese drinking culture has always been, and it's always been very supportive. Yes. And open to new things mm-hmm. as long as it's made right. You know. Uh, And I think the mojito, as we talked about, Mm -hmm. we talked about our history of mojitos. We talked about Jay Cho's influence on the mojito. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked a little bit about Kelvin being a Hitman's great great grandson. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think we had some stuff that we learned. And hopefully, everybody's entertained at home. So yeah. Cheers! Cheers, everybody! That's an episode.
1: Mojito. Thanks for being with us.
0: We out.